Hello, my name is Sarah, and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there. How are you? Thanks for being here. Today, the day this is being published, uh, we've just finished the third day of the full moon in April. If you've listened to the show for a while, you might have heard me talk about meditations around the lunar cycle. Uh, Sometimes I even host live events where we can all meditate together. Did you do anything for this pink moon? For the full moon, I love an intentional letting go, digging deep into what I don't want to take forward with me. I mean, that can be a habit or a feeling or a responsibility. These are the moments when we can really have that sense of shedding a layer of ourselves, maybe something that doesn't quite fit anymore. It's a little ritual around the full moon for me, and it's great because it happens every four weeks. Every four weeks, there's a little reminder in the sky to be sure that I'm really living into my truth or living into our highest selves, like we talked about last week. And it got me thinking about other reminders in the sky, which led me to thinking about how I use or think about the planets. And, and honestly, I, I don't I don't use them much. Astrology isn't my area of expertise by any means, but I do enjoy learning about it and incorporating it when I can. Last fall on my trip to Arizona, we were doing a night hike or an evening hike, really. And at one point, we could see two planets, Jupiter and Saturn, as well as the moon. It was so cool. So I wanted to put together an episode or two on the celestial bodies, specifically how they influence the chakras and our internal energy work. Today, we're going to talk about the planet associated with each of the lower chakras. I think a lot of us know that the chakras are given a color or element and other various associations, but I think the planetary connection is a little lesser known. I don't use it a whole lot in my practice or in my coaching, but I do find that it can clarify situations that I'm struggling to understand with my usual methods. Let me explain a little more what I mean by that. If I'm feeling out of balance, you know, uh, when something just feels off, I have a process that I go through to see if I can feel better or more like myself. I start with my physical body. Am I physically well? If I can identify something there, that's the easiest to solve, usually, because I can take physical steps. Have I eaten enough? Slept enough? Am I dehydrated? Do I need more movement or a different kind of movement or rest? Those kinds of things. That requires being in touch with your body. So I'm not saying it's easy all the time, but that's the place to start. Then I move to my emotional and mental bodies. And that's chakra work for me. Noticing the emotion and where it is in my body, because all of this is connected and it really can't be separated, as we've talked about before. So what 
is the emotion? And is there something on my mind or in my heart that I need to give some attention? And I don't need to fix it necessarily, but it's good to identify it and acknowledge the feeling. I can do a chakra meditation to see if I note any blocks or imbalances in my energetic self. When I find one, I can use various tools to help bring myself back into balance and I feel better. But there are times when my usual techniques of exploration aren't quite enough. And so I go a little deeper into the toolbox and one thing I can pull out is the association between planets and chakras. Each day, all the celestial bodies, Earth included, are in a slightly different place and are in different relative positions to each other. That makes sense because we know that we're constantly moving through space. And astrology tells us that the positions of these planets affect us on a physical and energetic level to varying degrees. So I can look up Uh, There are books and online references that are easy to find and use. I I can look up what the planets are doing today, the general meaning. And for me, then I take that information back to the chakras and take a closer look at what might be happening on a more subtle level that I didn't intuit at first. The chakra planet association is another tool that we can use for deeper understanding of what's happening in us. So I wanted to take today to share some of this information with you so that you can use it too if you find it useful. A quick note, the assigned planets are only the ones that can be seen with the naked eye. As these associations were first being explored, sages wouldn't have been aware of planets they couldn't see but they could see how the visible ones were affecting the world. The observations were gathered over what I imagine were hundreds of years and put together into what we have now. And because there were people doing this all over the world in a variety of traditions, not everyone ended up with exactly the same conclusions, which isn't terribly surprising or even problematic. While there are some places where there appears to be a consensus, there are other places where one chakra has two or even three planets that have been associated with it along the way. As always, take what resonates with you. Take what helps you in your journey and don't worry about the rest. Let it be a curiosity to you, something to explore when you need it. I'm going to share the associations that I use most, um, and I'll mention the others. I just wanted to put that out there as always, because every journey is unique and not every person needs every tool. And one more thing, the sun and moon are considered planets here. Now we know that they aren't technically planets, not in the way we talk about astronomy today, but for the purpose of energy work, they are often included and they were celestial bodies that were easily visible in the sky and in their effects here on earth. So, let's start at the root chakra. The root chakra contains the characteristics of strength, security, grounding, and authenticity. The shadow side contains fear, loneliness, and greed. The associated planet is Mars. 
this is one of those places where most traditions seem to agree. Mars is sometimes called the red planet, and the chakra color here is usually red as well. It is a raw energy without much conscience guidance, much like the root energy early in life. Mars is also the god of war in the Roman pantheon, which is a pretty common interpretation in the West, and it represents strength and action and instinct. If Mars is a strong planet in your birth chart, or if it's really present at a particular time, we may find ourselves feeling energetic, passionate, and maybe even aggressive. It is considered a masculine, fiery energy that can help push us forward, but it could also make us inappropriately impulsive. In astrology, Mars is the instinctive part of the psyche that supports survival, which is exactly what the root chakra is, so it's no wonder that these two are associated. It's a very primal part of us, the, the cornered animal, almost. The issue I find here is that when our root chakras are beyond strong or are excessive, we tend to see the need to fight even when it isn't there. We start to see everything as a threat to our survival. In my opinion, and I am no geopolitical expert, of course, but humans war with each other when we perceive a threat to what we hold dear. It's the way of life story. An imbalanced root chakra individually and collectively overreacts to everything in an attempt to protect us from something that might not even be a threat. That's Mars energy, war energy. And as individuals, when we find ourselves looking for threats unconsciously, that can be a sign that we want to spend some time on the root chakra. Have you ever picked a fight for no reason that you could tell or had someone do that to you? I, I feel like that's Mars looking for a war. If there isn't one, we create one. And not to cause problems, but... Maybe because that's how we grew up and we're looking for the familiar. Or maybe Mars is strong in the sky and it'll take intention on our part not to get carried away by the shadow of fear. The root chakra and Mars connection. The sacral chakra contains the characteristics of emotions, sexuality, creativity, and relationships. The shadow side contains guilt, regret, and addiction. The associated planet is Mercury. Mercury in mythology is quick, creative, intelligent. He was the messenger of the gods, which we might think of as communication, and we wouldn't be wrong, but we can also think of it as connection in terms of the sacral chakra. Strong influence of Mercury or the sacral chakra leads to a curious nature, a desire to create. When these influences are off or blocked, we can feel really stagnant or tied down. Mercury is a fast-moving planet, the fastest in the solar system, they say. So it's not surprising that if we feel stuck, 
this is the chakra that frequently needs attention. But a balanced sacral chakra with the influence of the logical aspect of Mercury are necessary. We don't want our emotions to rule our lives simply because emotions are passing. They only last a little while and and we can feel all over the place if we make our decisions in life based on fleeting emotions of any kind. That's why regret is so possible here. Because if we make a choice based on a moment of joy or anger or sadness, the emotion passes and the action can be unsustainable or worse, irreversible and unwanted. Better to allow the rational influence of Mercury to support our emotional state. In some traditions, the sacral chakra is associated with Venus. So that's something to think about as well. Usually, the Venus association is used when we're thinking about the sacral chakra in terms of pleasure-seeking, which is certainly part of this energy center, or romantic love since Venus is the goddess of love. This is also where I think the shadow of addiction can come into play, since addiction can be considered the pursuit of pleasure at the expense of everything else. So the sacral chakra, primarily associated with the planet Mercury, but you might also hear about it being associated with the planet Venus. We move up to the solar plexus chakra, which has the characteristics of energy action, power, and transformation. The shadow side is shame, holding on, and excessive ego. The associated planet is the sun. Again, I know that's not truly a planet, but it is used that way in this work. This pairing won't surprise most students of chakras because the solar plexus is associated with fire and power just like the sun. The sun, of course, is necessary for life on this planet, just like the solar plexus chakra is, which is the seat of our personness, the unique set of traits that make us who we are. Both are vital to life and, in a more metaphorical way, both symbolize us moving forward, taking right action in life dawn of a new day, and all that. But the sun and our ego must be balanced, too. The sun must go down to make way for the night, and excessive ego or excessive self-importance must fall away to make room for growth, connection to the divine. And, back to the sun, to balance with the opposite energy of the moon. I always think it's interesting to think about the shadow side here, especially as it relates to the sun, because shadow and the sun can't occupy the same space, of course. And shame, the shadow, is when we believe that there is something fundamentally wrong with us. Different from guilt, Different from guilt, which is feeling bad about a specific event and then changing our behavior because of it. Shame is the belief that when we do something wrong that we feel bad about, it's because there is a a flaw in us that's 
that is inherent, that cannot be changed. If we live in shame, live in the shadow, this association can be useful to remind us to come into the light of the sun where we can see and accept all parts of us, that there is no fundamental flaw. There is nothing fundamentally wrong with us. Now, that's a bit of a rabbit hole that I I don't want to go down today, maybe another time if you're interested. But even though we use the words guilt and shame interchangeably, they're not exactly the same thing. And solar plexus work with the sun image can be really useful if the shadow of shame is weighing you down. So the solar plexus and its planet, the sun. Okay, we're going to stop here for today. I'll get to the other chakras in the next episode. Otherwise, we'd, we'd just go on and on. Uh, besides, getting little bits of bite-sized information is sometimes a little bit easier. Uh, we can remember three associations when seven might be a bit much. So you can think about the root chakra and Mars, the sacral chakra and Mercury or Venus, and the solar plexus chakra and the sun this week. There are many ways to use this information. Like I said earlier, you could use it to better understand a particular chakra. You could also take the daily information about planetary alignment and incorporate that into your chakra work. For example, you could look up what the planets are doing today, note which chakras are associated with the dominant ones, and create your meditation around that. Or maybe you want to work on the chakra associated with the planet in your astrological sign. Again, these are all tools for exploration and understanding. Chakras are a very internal way of looking at the world, but sometimes I think it's nice and it's probably really important to look at the wider picture. And noting planetary associations is one way to do that. It gets me out of my head, and in some ways, I can feel more connected to where I came from, thinking about how the generations that came before me looked to the sky for answers. Maybe you'll find some comfort in this practice, or maybe it's just something new to think about for you. However you decide to absorb this information, I hope you find it helpful and interesting and fun. Remember to join me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach. I post there, but you can also send me a message if you like, and I will always get back to you. There are links to those in the show notes, or you can just search for me. And if you're interested in a full moon meditation like the one I talked about at the beginning of the show, I, I have one posted on the Patreon page that you can use for any full moon. There are other meditations and videos there as well, and you can support the show there if you think that I deserve a few dollars. Thanks again for your time each week. I truly appreciate you, and I look forward to chatting again soon. Have a beautiful week. Bye.